extremely respectfully. You got to work on your storytelling ability. You suck, your business sucks, and you'll never be successful. How many people paid you five grand? You never lied to anybody? Okay, real quick. Anything you see in here? What? It's over, bro. Mm -hmm. What's your belief system? You're married, yes? For a woman? Or you let your wife wear pants? When I ask you for something and you don't give it to me, are you knowing that you're lying to me? Lying? You cannot move being this comfortable. But you be in the crib and your drawers just like... Hey, yo. My job is to make you fail. My job is to make you quit. My job is to make you cry. But if you survive it, success is on the other side. Welcome, man, to the hot seat. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. How do you feel about this hot seat so far? So far? Because you saw somebody else. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, I mean, it's dope. I mean, it's dope. I just think it's dope. I don't got no feeling like what I'm supposed to be. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you nah, going not, on a date, once feel away. Nah, I get what you're saying. One thing, my nerves is real bad. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I'm, just, I'm letting you know my nerves is real bad. So I, I get the jittery and stuff, but that's that. I guess that's normal for me because yeah, I know myself. So That's all good. You're from New York, I'd imagine. Yeah. What part? How you figure? Um, Brooklyn. How did I figure? You know how, bro. What? Jersey, I'm boy from Jersey. Yeah, not like, I'm from Jersey, but like that. Yeah, you have you have the you definitely have the the, the Brooklyn uh, accent. You got a New York accent for sure. So, what do you do? Uh, right now, you told me as far as my business. Uh, just period. What do you do? Period. I work for it right now. Working working to get out the post office. Oh, you work in the post office? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And what's the yeah. business? Huh? <laughs> Yo, I, I got one of the here. I got one of the sweetest jobs in the post office actually, that but that's the challenge. But um, what is it? What what's the job? job yeah. Maintenance. I used to do um manhandler work. I used to be touching mail packages and all that. Um, I transferred out here. Transferred out here. I got a maintenance position, mm -hmm. and they said that's the best kept secret in the post office because they don't really good money, top pay. Ooh, like, to do what? Nothing. No, <laughs> I mean, if I be out now, but I mean, maintenance, right? Like custodial work. Okay. I fix little things here and then. But gotcha. It's, so you chilling. I came out here, folks mad at me. I'm like, I didn't even, I just applied. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so what's the business? The speaking business. Speak. Speaking. Speaking. Oh, gotcha. What do you speak on? Um, Just uh, people get on me when I say this, everything, motivation. Because they're like, what's your niche? What do you speak? So I, I'll say adversity. Adversity? Adversity. Overcoming adversity. So tell me how to overcome adversity. Survive it. That that's... I got a whole it's a, all right, so this is what I do. Um and I, I don't want to make it sound like it's too much. Cause I I was talking with somebody, I was talking with my uncle about this the other day. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, Jai, what you what you speak on? I said, um, adversity, but then I went into the whole nine. I said, E like, do you know what E have you ever heard of E E O? E-E-O, no. A lot of people in the, in the, I guess, corporate America or the business world, they know what that means. That's an um, equal employment opportunity. Okay. So say somebody filed a case on you because you wasn't being treated equal or whatever. Uh -huh. But I got this formula called E-E-O. E-E-O while applying CPR. Applying equal employment opportunity. Or you nah. have your own... Definition exceeding, excelling, and overcoming. Exceeding, excelling, excelling, and overcoming. See, it's a lot, but See. it's 
EEO. Excel is E, right? Okay. Exceeding, excelling. Yeah. I'm thinking of acceleration. Nah, excel. Excel, okay. Exceeding, excelling, and what's the O? Exceeding, excelling, and overcoming. And overcoming. While in the midst of adversity. Yep. While applying CPR. CPR. What's the CPR? Commitment, perseverance, and resiliency. Okay. Explain the EEO part. The EEO is um, basically exactly what it says. Exceed, excel, and overcome. How do you... I'm sure you'll probably ask how you do that. How do I exceed, excel, and overcome? I would say, for the most part, you're going to have to... You're going to have to pay me for that session. What? <laughs> you got to pay me for that session. I have to pay you for the session to teach me how to exceed, excel, and overcome. Yes. I'm messing with you now. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to turn the tables a little bit. It almost, <laughs> looked like you, it almost looked like you had to buy a little time because you didn't really know how to explain it. Nah. Uh, to explain look, this. Uh, really, in a nutshell, I, you I don't say. You do you? I do. I do. Okay. I do. You so, said, um, and it's basically you just you just gotta survive it. You gotta outlast it. It's it's a whole I don't wanna go into a whole ramble about it, but that's that's basically exceed, excel, I'm and overcome. I'm asking you to teach me how to exceed, excel, and overcome. All right, David. So get pardon me. <laughs> you you survive it, you outlast it. Give me give me a, an, an example of like a um a type of adversity. It could be anything. We don't gotta get into you. You survive. I don't feel too inspired or motivated right now. You're a motivational speaker, right? Yeah. Yes. Sir. I'm asking you simply to teach me how to do what you, you tell all these people to do. You survive it. You outlast it. That's the whole answer. You the, said, the way you exceed, excel, and overcome is you survive it. It's simple. Is it? it, it I mean, it really is. People, people make it difficult because they, of course, everybody, we humans, we got feelings. Everybody getting in their feelings. Everybody getting any feelings about everything. You go, you going through a huff, you going through a rough time. Of course, you're gonna get it. Just survive it. Outlast it. I, I like this. This this the the outlast whatever the adversity is. Okay, what's your like, adversity right now? My adversity right now is my nah, because I, I I'm tempted about saying it, but I'm a I'll keep it G. I'll keep it real. It's, it's marriage, right? Mm. Marriage. Oh, we get spicy, like like You're talking good right now. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. How long have you been married? Seven years. Seven years. I'm five in. I heard it's, we need to have a session together, we like do. a therapy session, bro. This ain't easy. No, no, because that's real. For and when, sure. when I first got married, Your kids, two by my wife. Why you say it that way? <laughs> you know why? Two by. Oh, I'm, I'm, over, I'm overcoming. I'm overcoming this adversity. You I'm have overcome. two by your wife, which means you got some other ones. I have one more. How old is that one more? He is turning two in December. <sighs> exceeding, excelling, I and overcoming. I, I, I'm surviving it. I'm two years past. Well, you're not surviving it. It's I'm, something that you did. Oh, def- most definitely. But I'm still, I'm still, me and my, me and my wife, we still rocking. Like I'm, I'm survive. It's well, tough. She's, ex- she's overcoming. Oh, she definitely is. So I'm saying you don't have the weight of it. It's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. But because you obviously did something you weren't supposed to do. 
this isn't you outlasting the situation that you created. This is you. I think you need to learn how to exceed and excel as a husband. So tell me how you're exceeding, excelling. As a husband? As a husband. I could use, I could use multiple examples. But for one, I'll, I'll say one I most recently did. I'll be trying like a, a hundred, like a million tactics. Tactics, right? Mm-hmm. One of my most recent, uh, my wife, she didn't even realize I was doing it. One day, one day I just randomly sent her. I always send my thing is blue hearts. Sent her a blue heart. Love you, babe. Good morning. Love my morning text. Mm-hmm. Next day, love you, babe. Two hearts. Next day, love you, babe. I saw. I caught myself sending her just like three, three random hearts, and I said to myself, "Oh, let me see how long I could go on with this heart. Like every day, I'm gonna add an extra heart. Mm-hmm. I want to see how long. Like how, this, and this was <laughs> this real talk. Like I little, feel that. little tactics. And I said, let me see if I could finish this thing throughout the year into the new year. Right. Oh, long story short, I messed up. Right, went 21 days. I, was, I, was, I don't know about you, but I felt good about 21 hearts, like straight, everything good, no arguments, no disagreements. Good. Real quick, my question, yeah. how do you exceed and excel as a husband? That was the question, yes? Mm-hmm. Your best answer was sending a heart with an no, extra I'm giving, heart every day. I'm giving you tactics. And, and it only lasted for 21 days. So you sent her this- 21 hearts. Yeah, I, I'm giving you. But is I'm, is that that's the first example, the best example of exceeding and excelling as a husband? Nah, I'm. Just, I was just. I'm giving you examples on like things to do that could. I'm not asking the tactics to teach me. I'm asking mm-hmm. you. How yeah. do you you messed up? You've done something wrong. Hundred percent. And she feels a way about it. I'm sure. My question to you is, how are you exceeding and excelling even after the thing that you went through? How are you, Ja, exceeding and excelling as a husband? You've got to give me a better answer than sending, him her, 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 sending her a heart every day. It was definitely just accountability. Taking account. I mean. I'm not inspired and I'm not motivated. Oh, no, this is not a motivational. But your whole thing is you're a motivational speaker mm-hmm. and you teach people to EEO, exceed, mm-hmm. excel, overcome. Obstacles, right? I'm not seeing how you're doing that. Here's what I think. I think you're very smooth. And you probably, like, once you get going, you talk good. And you could probably put these formulas together. My question is, are you living the thing that you're teaching people? And my original question was, you to teach me your philosophy, your EEO philosophy. I'm asking your depth of knowledge on the thing that you talk about. And I'm not seeing any depth of knowledge on it. I don't see it. I think you're going to be a successful speaker. If you have the raw materials of me being able to connect with a crowd and having something to say, I think that's the foundation of it. But you have to be able to live this lifestyle. I have a formula. I'm an entrepreneur. And I've gathered this formula and I've gotten over it. I know the life cycle of a good idea as an entrepreneur. Okay. And everybody in this room is going to agree with me. I know it because I lived it. 
and I can explain it. If someone's saying, man, I'm having a hard time as an entrepreneur, I can say, I can apply my formula, my life cycle of a good idea, which would be my version of your EEO. You ready? Here's the life cycle of a good idea. Excitement. You have the idea and you get excited, right? Yes. You're ecstatic. You're ready to go. This idea is bubbling over so crazy. You're like, I know this is going to be amazing. It's going to change the world. But after excitement, we go into evolution, meaning we have to evolve the idea. So you say, I came up with this EEO CPR philosophy. I'm excited about this idea. But now you have to evolve the idea, meaning you have to write books about it. You actually have to like structure it to where people are going to love it. And you battle test it against your friends and family to see if this formula is going to work. Or you can get excited about the book, but now you have to evolve the book, meaning you got to write it. You got to come up with a cover design. You have to evolve the idea. I'm right so far, right? That's been the steps. But then engagement. Excitement, evolution, and then engagement. Meaning, we got to take the thing that we were so excited about that we spent time evolving, and now we have to engage people with this product or service, meaning asking people to buy it. This is right so far, right? This is entrepreneurship in a nutshell. But the next step is resistance. As you're engaging people, you are going to undoubtedly face resistance. Meaning the world isn't going to think this idea is as good as you thought it was. And we lose excitement. Am I right? That's where we get deflated. We got excited when it was just us. And we're picking out the colors, evolving the idea. And then now we're trying to make the sale. A couple of people support. But then we get resistance where people stop buying. And there's no... There's, it, it, it doesn't feel like success is happening. And then the last stage is decision. And what is the decision? What do you think the decision is? You have to make a decision. After you get excited about an idea, you start to evolve it, you engage people, then you start facing resistance. Now you have to make a decision. What is that decision? Keep going. Keep going or... You start over with another idea that you get excited about. And then you start to evolve that idea. Then you start engaging people with it. Then you face some resistance. Then you have to make another decision. Do I keep going or do I rebrand myself and say, you know what? I'm going to get excited about something else. And now we're excited and we evolve and engage and resist. Then we make a decision. That is the life cycle of a good idea. Am I right or wrong? This is a philosophy that I have been cultivating for years now. So me as a speaker, I can go speak on this topic for an hour. Ask me how I know that I can speak on this concept for an hour. I've done it. And I lived it. So if someone's telling me, bro, I'm stuck. I can give you a formula. Motivational speaking isn't you being able to say something good on Instagram that's going to connect with the crowd. Building a career as a speaker means you have to start developing the depth of knowledge and the thing that you're talking about. You are not developing that right now. Maybe let's move off the EEO. Let's go to CPR. What is CPR? Commitment, perseverance, and resiliency. Commitment, perseverance, and resiliency. Explain that to me. 
commitment, perseverance, commitment, perseverance, and resiliency is. I'll I'll say it's another it's another form of. EEO, what you just said, I'm not. I haven't developed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't. I want to use those. My opinion. I want to use those choice of words. I'll say, I am like in the process, as of in the process, process of developing. You know, of course, I'm not. 10, 20 years in the game, but of course in the process of developing. So CPR, commitment, perseverance, and resiliency would just be like the flip side of EEO. Right? Start. I don't know what EEO is though just yet. Okay. Okay, we're we're saying the words, Mm -hmm. but it seems like you're having a hard time defining what this philosophy means. So we'll stick with CPR with Question: Commitment, perseverance, and resiliency. Commitment, right? Uh, one of my one of my favorite, I want to say, definitions, and it's, it's not my quote. It's quoted by the, um, the great Inky, right? Is when he said, and I, I think is I think it's so true. Um, commitment, staying true to what you said you was true to long after the moon and what you said in the house life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that that part of commitment, it resonates. And when I when I think of commitment, I just think of commitment, right? We both from up top. Commitment is your loyalty to your word, right? Your word is your bond, right? If I made a commitment, that's my word, and I'm gonna stick to it. So a lot of times when I when I say commitment or in the area which I'm in right now with my marriage, my wife. I always use this example because, of course, in the speaking business, you connect with stories, right? I always use this example. My wife, she showed me the the greatest level of commitment. Mm-hmm. She showed me the greatest level of commitment. Um, and that was when I was back home in New York, out to dinner for my sister. My sister, uh, she had a celebration. She just graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, whole family was there. Everybody was there. Long story <laughs> short, we left, we, left, we left the establishment. I'm walking back to the car with my wife and my little sister. Come across this door. You know up top, everybody's super aggressive. We catch eye contact. Um, me and homeboy, we catch eye contact up until the point where we exchanged a few words. You know, face grilling and everything, exchanged a few words. Next thing you know, my sister and my wife, they're both pulling on me, holding me back, because at that point, he pulls up his shirt, and we realize... He got a gun, right? So wisdom in me just said, Let's, we're just going to proceed to the car. We went to the car. We went around the corner. He apparently saw us go around the corner, and he went, I guess, the opposite side, around the corner. We got in the car. Um, before we could even turn the car on, yet alone pull off, we look up, and we see him at the corner. So, of course, at that point, my wife and my sister, they start panicking. Right, um, I try to pin my seat back, try to get low, make sure he don't see me. But I look up and we made eye contact again. So he begins to approach the car. My sister, who was in the back seat, before he before he got to the car, my sister that was in the back seat, she ran out the car, ran around the corner. It was at night at nighttime. Ran around the corner, um, started hiding behind the car. I could see her. She was yelling, screaming. She was she called somebody. I don't know who she called, but my wife, my wife, she was in the passenger seat, and she stood there. Like, 
during the whole encounter. Dude, he came around the car. I stuck the gun through the um the drive side window, put the gun to my head. I don't know what I was thinking in this moment, cause I don't even know why I rolled the window down. I don't know, not, not real talk. I don't, I don't know if I've just felt in the moment big and bad or tough, like about to get out, handle my business. Like I got two females, my sister, my baby sister at that, and my wife. I don't know why I rolled the window down. Stuck the gun through the window, put the gun to my head, and again. Still in that moment, my wife, she stood there. And I remember, like it was, uh, it was like three things I remember in that moment. One, of course, my wife staying right there, like just begging, pleading for my life. Like she, like chill, like don't over, like she could have ran to my life did flash before my eyes. It was one of those moments, and I just remember my kids never being able to see their father again. And the last thing I remember hearing was a click, right? What happened? I don't know if it was a bluff. I don't know if the gun jammed. I don't know what. I woke up in the back seat of my car. My pops was in, my pops was in the passenger seat. My mom so was rushing, driving me to the emergency room. And I, I remember later down, down the line, of course, um, I asked my wife, I asked her, like, why did you stay? Because I really, like, wanted to know. Because a lot of scenarios went off in my head. Like, I could have moved the gun, and he could have shot you in your chest or whatever. Like, a lot of things could have could have played out. Hold on, real quick. Um, <clears throat> extremely respectfully. You got to work on your storytelling ability. Mm-hmm. Okay. Story's mad long, and I'm not 100% sure where it's going because mm-hmm. I know we were talking about commitment. Yeah. And I was thinking that it was going with your wife was staying with you. But that would be more loyalty. I don't know where the whole... I, as a speaker, I'm, I'm just going to give you some information, ahead, some game. One, you got... You can't, um, communication mm-hmm. is the whole crux of being a motivational speaker, right? Being able to get your point across. Yeah. And I think that's something that you really, really need to work on. And that comes from repetition of telling maybe even the same story over and over again. Listen, I spoke in front of 100,000 people. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. 
Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on social proof podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal in my shower <laughs> in my car i'm in front of a hundred thousand people and i'm going this is like when i was really in my motivational speaker bag i am going through the stories and making sure my points connect and making sure there's like a joke in there somewhere and i'm trying to take people on these motivational like roller coaster rides where we get low and then i say something funny we bring them back up there's hope in the story but then we like there's a art to this motivational speaking thing and I'm only saying this because I want you to be better. I perspective, As a speaker, you gotta work on connecting your points. You gotta work on making sure that throughout this story, I understand we're talking about commitment. I don't know. I, I wanted, and I waited it out for a while. Yeah. No. I, but it seemed like the story wasn't ending. No, it, it was. It was about to end. So, okay. so when I do tell this story, like if I tell the story while I'm speaking, it's a whole different way. Like it shouldn't I, be. It shouldn't be. So you saying it should be the same way, like even in 100%. interviews and. Bro, okay, when I was looking to be a, a speaker, mm-hmm. I was still working at the Cheesecake Factory. 
I'm talking to my guests, the people that came to order this food from me, in the same manner in which I'm going to present to a crowd. And when I started coaching people one-on-one, I'm giving the same game. I'm keeping in mind the formulas, but the only reason I'm telling the story is to support my point. But we got to get to the point of the story. We got to keep it moving. And it doesn't, it seems like you're nervous telling the story. And as you're telling it, it seems like you like are trying to remember what happened. It just seems like you're unsure of what you're going to say next. And there's a bunch of filler stuff in there. I'm not the best speaker in the world. But I know some of the greatest. And I've studied them. It doesn't seem like you're studying the craft and practicing. You're either studying, and when you practice, you don't practice that much. So the stuff that you study isn't coming out the way it should. Or we're not studying the craft. I want you to be a, you have to be a good communicator, period. It's not like, oh, well, I'm not that good at communicating here, but when I get on stage, I'm about to wow the audience. It don't work like that. So me talking to you like this, it's how I'm going to talk to the crowd. I got a speaking gig tomorrow. I'm going to give them the same energy. I talked to Reese. If there's something out that Reese did that I don't like or we're having a conversation, I'm not, uh, Reese, I just, okay, so what I think is maybe we, it's a, I, am I the same person 24-7? Do I change? It's who I am. So even this conversation right here, okay, if I be having, I talk to Zell like this all the time. We had a conversation earlier today, and actually I'm gonna go apologize. I think I was a little harsh. <laughs> I think I was a little harsh. The Zell is just so sweet. Like he's like, you know what I mean? He's a grown man, but he's just he's a kind person. You know what I mean? My point is, work on your storytelling ability. I want you to study storytelling because you're not that good at it. Okay, respectfully. Because I want you to get good at it. I appreciate that. But you have to, storytelling is art. Inky Johnson was telling a story one time. Oh my gosh. That's one person I started to study. He's He's the GOAT. But you may have not studied him. You may listen to him and like him. I study. Okay, tell me what study is. I'm just saying as as a recent, like over... Over and over mm-hmm. and rewind and rewind. The tell me the stu- what have you tell me the studying part. Just what does that I, look like? I study his uh like when he be, when he tells his stories, and may, and maybe I am studying wrong, but you could give me that advice if I am or oh, not. Brother. I sh- I like I will just I'll rewatch it. Um I study his mannerism, like how he delivered his words. I know I use a, a whole bunch of um I it when I study Inky, it's like he his filler words be like like he perfected it. So when I when I watch him, I I watch probably like the same. I probably watch the same speech of his. You like hand over. You ten. listen to it. You don't study it. Studying is okay. I I see it. I'm gonna take an element and I'm gonna add it to my game. I talked to Ink one time, and he said. I was like, bro, how, how do you like continue to wow the crowd, and how do you take people through this emotional roller coaster? Before I tell that story, I'm gonna tell another story. We were all speaking together in Atlanta. Myself, 
Myself, E.T., uh, Jeremy Anderson, and did Willie speak that day? I think it was Willie Moore Jr. We're all in the back, and they're like, okay, what are you going to talk about? And I got my slides. I'm ready. I'm, like, going through my little slides. Inky, like, okay, that's dope. I'm like, all right, cool. He's, I said, Ink, what you going to talk about? He said, I don't know. And I say, wow, that's incredible. He said, well, I don't, I don't know exactly what I'm going to say, but my first idea, my first thought process is, how do I want the audience to feel? And he had this book called Resonate, which he actually gave to me that I read. The, the best in the world, he's still studying the art. He said, one of the first things I do as soon as I get in the state, on the stage, it ain't a whole lot of feel-good stuff. He said, I'm going deep. He said, I'm going to punch the audience in their mouth off rip. He said, I'm setting the tone from the rip. So I'm going to go into a very, very deep topic from the beginning. He said, I need to control their emotions right there. I need them locked in on my every word from the very beginning. And then they go lighthearted. Then we're going deep it again. And then I'm going to take a point from the beginning that seemingly got lost in the middle. And I'm going to bring it up at the end. And it's all going to make one. I said, oh, my gosh. This isn't somebody who speaks just to speak good. He studies the craft. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
with NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. And if you want to be that guy, you have to study the craft. You're not doing that. And the best way to study is to do it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. If you look at, if you start researching David Shan's Entrepreneurship 101, I had this black whiteboard. Sounds weird, but it's blackboard that you write in neon. Yeah, like neon. I set up a camera in my living room, set up my own microphone, and I started talking about an entrepreneurial point. And drawing out on the board. And then I'll take that content and then I'll edit it. And in the editing process, I see how I can improve my message. I said like a million times. Like, like, you know how you like, are you not like, like, all right, so I'm telling a story. And it's like how you like, 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 like. But me doing it, editing it, looking at my work, saying, oh, I got to stop saying like so much. I still say it now, but not as much, not nearly as much. Or I'll be in the middle of a point and I'll forget my point. Fast forward to the beginning of what I was saying when I talked to Inky. I said, man, how do you speak so often? He said, every time I speak on stage, I get more gigs from the time that I spoke. Every time. I said, every time, Inky said, every time. I said, okay, so what are you doing? He said, I I'm good at it. And somebody in the crowd says, hey, I want you to talk to my organization. He said, if you're really good, you'll be able to get gigs from every gig that you do. And I said, but Ink, I'm speaking like I'm, I'm good at this thing. He said, are you getting gigs from every gig that you speak at? Uh. <laughs> he, didn't have to, he didn't even have to say, well, are you really as good as you think you are? He didn't have to say it. He made his point, then asked me a question and left it alone. I said, Inc., this is why you're so great. You ain't even have to be on the stage to do that, which you just mm -hmm. did with me. He said nothing. He said, do you get gigs from every gig that you speak at? And was silent. That's when he gave me the book Resonate. I started reading the book, and that is the art of speaking. So if you want to be a speaker, one, we're not just throwing, up, throwing out cool acronyms. We need depth of knowledge with each thing we're talking about. And then we got to study the craft of being able to deliver it. That's where you need to live.
saying taking the element that's 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 one point he gave me saying taking the element out of what he does or any great storyteller if you knew all of the people that i've studied you'll be able to look at me and say oh i see that person inside david pause I didn't start using a board until I saw Jim Rohn do it. Any Jim Rohn fan will say, I see Jim Rohn in David's style. Any, anybody that studied Jim Rohn can say, I see Jim Rohn style in him. E.T., the intensity. I don't have the same intensity, but there are certain elements that I pulled from him, certain elements that I pulled from Inky. Zig Ziglar would talk really, really fast and slow down. Studying the people. And I'm not just studying it for study's sake, but if you want to be a speaker, you got to start applying it to your game. So here's ending my advice, okay? Come up with some formulas with a depth of knowledge. EEO needs to mean something. And we can't just have the acronym and then put the E means this, E means this, O means this. Let's start with some real game. Because it doesn't seem like, what is it, execute, excel, and overcome. Execute, excel, and overcome. Exceed. It doesn't seem like exceed, excel, overcome. I'm not 100% sure how those fit together, other than the fact that it's a cool connection between a corporate analogy so you fought the cpr joint make it make sense make it be a flow first you got to exceed and then you got to excel but you can't excel without exceeding let it build off of each other how does overcoming an obstacle go with the end how does that work how do you exceed excel and then overcome it seems like after you overcome you should excel or you got to overcome and exceed the expectations, and then you can excel. But the way you're putting it just seems like, oh, I'm just comparing it to the corporate language. Make it make sense. Make it build on top of each other. And again, I'm not a speaker coach. I'm not the best speaker in the world, which came from my advice. So that's all I got. That's great advice. Any questions? Say like, that's great advice. You're going to get more. Have you, have you gotten speaking gigs before? No, I actually have my own. Uh it's crazy because before I ever got a, any speaking gig on, um, I have a, I think I told you about it, a, a, a podcast opportunity, mm. 12 months. Um, just had a meeting with them today a little earlier. Do that. I can could, I could, I could just tell you don't do it often. Mm -hmm. You got to keep doing it. It's the only way you get good. Repetition. 100%. Keep doing it, okay? Gotcha. What was that name of that book? Resonate. Resonate. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're gonna like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.